Welcome to an all-new episode of the Fast Friends Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Cummins, at Logan Cummins on Twitter, and on today's episode, I'll try to make friends with former Cincinnati Reds mascot, Dylan Moody, faster than the Reds are dumping their payroll before the season starts. Hi, I'm Logan Cummins. I'm a former pro wrestling creative, a mediocre stand-up comedian, and a ranch-dressing aficionado who lives beyond my means. This is my weekly podcast where I set out to make friends with each and every one of my guests. Sometimes it works. Other times, not so much. Dylan, welcome to the Fast Friends Podcast. Thanks for having me. That was an excellent intro. That was I mean, an excellent intro. It's only funny because it's true. Yeah. Hey, here's the other thing though. I am not a I am not uh an owner or a manager of a baseball club. So I am also not qualified to make decisions. <laughs> but uh, you know, we'll see we'll see yeah, how this I goes. Mean, this uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing is, you know, we're not in those positions, but we're all kind of shaking our heads, I think. You know, it's not just yeah. Us as fans, I think in the clubhouse, they're like, what is going on? And they're probably looking over their shoulders going, am I next? Like, what's happening? Yeah. That's my assumption. I mean, I would imagine. I'm not there, but that's what yeah. I assume. Yeah. If nothing else, we know the concession stand food will be good. So there's always <laughs> that's that. That's right. It'll be fresh. That the fun. Yeah, absolutely. I <laughs> I have yet to, uh, I've yet to actually have the like um, baseball helmet nachos. Um, I've always, like, I always get stuck waiting in line and then I get impatient um, and yeah, so that's, that's how, and I, I haven't had a Skyway yet is wait, is that what they're called? The, no, the Sky Rosa, sorry. Sky Rosa. I haven't had a Sky Rosa yet either. Uh, so I don't, I don't, I don't know, know if my if stomach could handle good. that. Mm-mm. Anyone listening who does not know what a Sky Rosa is, I feel like we need to explain it to them. Oh, that's true. That's true. Do you want to, have you, ha- have you seen that? I, at least? I have not had one. I have seen it and I've seen yeah. people attempt to eat it. It yeah. is basically a skyline chili cheese coney wrapped in a slice of La Rosa's pizza. Yes, correct. And it is just it is just um dairy overload. Yeah. It's it, there are two things that like separately I'm down with. Like I could do either or, but like together I'm having a little trouble. You know, I'm ha- people say it's great. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, Maybe I mean, this will be the year. It's a, that's a lot of cheese. That is a lot of cheese. It is a lot of cheese, and like I, I could be, and I, I'm, I'm stating now that I am not right now. But <laughs> <laughs> if, if I were severely hungover, that would still sound terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would eat them separately, but not together. Well, man, thank you so much for coming on and doing the podcast. Absolutely. I don't know if you had a chance to uh, listen to one before, but I'll, so I'll give you like a quick overview of okay. kind of just how it works. Um, the first round is called the fast forward round. I'll just like ask you questions about life, career, things that, you know, are out there in public record that I found about you, like fun stuff like that. (laughs) Okay. Um, the second round is called five for five. So I have five questions prepared for you. You have the opportunity to ask me five questions and we'll just go back and forth. And then the third round is, uh, we'll use this paper fortune teller to reveal an activity (laughs) that we'll play and then, uh, end with a friend request. All right. Questions before we get started. It's very structured, you know? Uh, I think I'm good. I'm sure I'll have some along the way. I always yeah, do. I'm afraid. always inquisitive about these sorts of things or well, anything really, but yeah, it's a discussion, man, not an interview. So right know. on. Yeah. You weigh in too. It's a two way cool. dialogue. <laughs> um, I'll just jump right into the first round then the fast forward round. So you are Cincinnati born, born and raised, correct? Yep. Cincinnati born and raised, um, grew up in Mason Deerfield township area. 
went to right Princeton High School, and I know that's the question around here. Where'd you go to high school, Princeton? Of course, that's the answer. Yeah, um, uh, graduated <laughs> from the University of Cincinnati in 2010, and yeah, lived here my whole life. Still there, still there. What? Um, do, what? Do, how do people respond when you say Princeton? Because a lot of times, and for people that may not be from Cincinnati. People are asking because it's a status symbol a lot of times. They want to know what high school you went to, what meaning which private high. First of all, they'll just say, where did you go to school? But they mean high school. Right. Um, so if you say college, they're going to laugh at you. Uh, secondly, it's a status thing. So they want to know like which school they w- that you went to so that they can kind of like plot you out in a classist system. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the response I get most of the time is just kind of like, okay, that's cool. Um, yeah. Like, that's usually what I get. It's not one way or the other. There's no surprise or anything like that. They're just like, yeah, cool, Princeton. All right, and how was that? And, you know, I'll tell you, yeah, it was fine. (laughs) One of the things that I think is interesting is that I think you probably had uh, a childhood that was a little unique because your parents were both on the radio in Cincinnati. Right, yeah. Um, My parents um, were on the radio growing up, and they still are. Yeah, Um, yeah, that's true. (laughs) uh, Are we allowed to say their name or no? Yeah, I don't see why not. Um, okay. Chris and Janine from WGRR 103.5 in Cincinnati. show is called yep. Married with Microphones. Married with Microphones. They met in the 80s at Q102. They got married in 85. They had me in 88. And um, they started doing their show together in, I want to say, 93. And they've okay. been doing it together ever since. So they're coming up on 30 years on the air together. Wow, that is that's impressive. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Because, so, yeah. <laughs> well, because like when you say it's like Mary with microphones, like you don't. I mean, obviously, it's like you're playing on two levels. Like they are literally co-hosting a show together, but also married and living together all the time. That is like uh, for that many years. Like applause, honestly. <laughs> and not only that, but also waking up at the hour that they wake up because they go on the air at five a.m. Yeah. They're on the air from 5 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday. My dad gets up, I want to say, at quarter to four. And then uh, my mom gets up shortly after that. And then, you know, my dad will roll in a little earlier because he mans the board. Um, yeah. He does the board. So he'll get there to make sure everything's set up and basically make sure the station's still on the air and, you know, set everything up for the show. And then my mom will roll in and, my mom doesn't mind it because she'll be able to like do her makeup before everyone comes yep. in. So she could show up and just be like, whatever. <laughs> and then as over the course of the morning, she's doing her makeup as you know, people start to come in. Um, yeah. <laughs> at least you know, before COVID, I don't know how it is over there. Uh, anymore. Yeah. That's the other thing is I work at a competing radio station now, part time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a house divided. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, what, like, okay. So how, as a kid, like what age did you realize like, oh, this is like different than most of the people in my life, like what their parents do? Like, was that something you knew very early or was it like when people were like, oh, I like I heard your parents on the radio? Yeah, it was probably I mean, I kind of grew up with it because if they yeah. started on the air in 93, I would have been five years old. So, yeah. I mean, it's kind of all I've really known. Uh, they used to do a thing at Butler County Fairgrounds called Oldies Fest. Oh, yeah, I remember Oldies Fest. For a weekend. (laughs) And, like, they'd have, like, 50,000 people come out to this thing. Yeah. And, like, 
to see my parents on stage in front of all these people, I think I, that's when I was like, okay, that was like, that's not normal. Like, yeah, you know, his parents aren't up there. Her parents aren't up, like, so I think that was the first time where I was like, they are like, people know who they are. I was like, okay, it's like they're on the radio, but <laughs> these people know who they are. Yeah. So I think that was the first time that I was like, yeah, they're not, this is not a conventional household. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Let's, so let's talk about, again, like growing up with, with parents on the radio, did you like know at a young age, did did you have, did you have like normal things that you wanted to be? Or were you like, no, I want to do this also. And when I say normal, I mean like a lot of times people say, I want to be a cop or a fireman or whatever. Um, I remember when I was younger, like first, second, third grade, I was really into like, I was into the weather. Like okay. I wanted to, so I wanted to be a meteorologist when I was younger. Okay. Um, you know, so did I, I actually, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you get it. So yeah. like, I, I thought, I just, I don't know what it was about the weather. I think maybe, I think my grandma took me to, she took me to see Twister when I was way too young and, <laughs> and then I was hooked. Um, and like, I think I was six and she was like, yeah, let's go see Twister. Like, First thing, Bill Paxson is like, shit, that's, a, you know, or whatever. <laughs> and she was like, oh, well, he cursed, whatever. And so yeah. he just went about it. Um, but I think after that, I was I was kind of hooked on it for a few years, and that was what I wanted to do. And um, and then one day I watched SportsCenter, and then my we had red season tickets for the weekend games starting okay. when I was 10 years old. And after that, I just was like, yeah, sports all the time. So then I yeah. wanted to do sports broadcasting, um, did that th some in high school, did it through college. Um, and then kind of just, it kind of fell by the wayside. I was just kind of like, you know what? I think I'd just rather be a fan. Um, so yeah. And then somehow managed to fall into wearing a giant baseball on my head. I don't know how it <laughs> happened, but it happened. <laughs> um, did you play sports too? Or I know that you said you were like, you were editor of a sports magazine in high school and stuff. Did you play as well? Or were you um, more just like an observer at that point? Uh, growing up, I, I played baseball and basketball mostly. Um, okay. I never played football. Um, played soccer when I was real young. Didn't like it. Um, yeah. Too much running. <laughs> Still too much running. Amen. Um, I, I feel like you either love running or you hate running. And I am in that latter group. Mm -hmm. Well, that, that was what kind of prompted my question is because actually like Princeton has, if you, if you like look into the notable alumni, a lot of like really successful athletes, like across the board. And so I was wondering, like, did you, you know, did you play? Um, but you, so I didn't know you went there at the successful same exact people time that as dated athletes. And successful people that dated athletes because Carmen Electra. Went Carmen to Electra, <laughs> absolutely. Yes, Shout I was going to Dennis bring that Rodman. Up. <laughs> uh, Carmen Electra, if you're listening, uh, I sent you a DM about coming on the podcast so months ago. Uh, you know, just when you get around to it, you're more than you still have a standing invite. That's right. So you went to school with Josh Harrison because I did see him in the list of people from Princeton. You were there at the same time. Do you yeah. want to tell your? Fun I would love to hear a funny story about him. Yeah. The story is, this was when he played for the Pirates. He played for the Pirates for a long time. Um, I want to say like six or seven years. And he was an all-star with the Pirates. Great great player, great athlete. He played basketball and football in high school as well. His brother Vince played minor league baseball. Um, 
I think he's a he was a coach or like a double A manager recently. I want to say. Don't hold me to that. But anyway, um, we'll get into the Harrison family tree another time. Um, <laughs> so I would see him on the field, and he knew that I worked for the Reds. He knew that I was so before I was Mister Red Legs. I was on the Reds rally pack. I was on the crew that shoots the t-shirts and does the birthday visits and all that. That was what I did before I was Mr. Redlegs. So he knew I did that. He didn't know I was Mr. Redlegs. Okay. So I would mess with him on the field. And he is one of these, you know, there's like some guys that'll play back and forth. Like you've seen like Mike Trout will, you know, mess around and whatever. And there's a few guys that'll they'll mess around with the mascots and it's fine. Josh is one of those guys that, the second he steps on the field to warm up, he is locked in. Okay. He's like, don't talk to me. Don't bother me. I'm, I'm working. This is my job. I get paid a lot of money to do this. Don't bother me. And I go, I'm going to bother you. So, <laughs> so I, would, I would mess with him. Like, not a lot, but just kind of like enough to kind of grind his gears. And then I'd be like, all right, that's enough. Um, yeah. Before, like, I get a complaint or something, you know, you know the pirates <laughs> – GM calls the Reds GM and then it comes down the pike to me and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> uh, great. Okay. Um, but <laughs> here's the thing about Josh is whenever the pirates would come to Cincinnati, since they're in the same division, they play each other all the time. Yeah. Whenever the pirates would come to Cincinnati, Josh, rather than staying at the team hotel would stay at his parents' house. He would sleep okay. at, at home. So his parents would come to the games and drop him off at Great American That's Ballpark. Amazing. And so he would walk in. He'd walk in through where the Reds park, the Reds parking lot. Right by there is where our locker room is. And I think I had to be at the stadium one day for an event or something before the game. And there was like just enough time for me to be like, well, I could go home, but then I'm going to have to turn around and come right back. And so I was like, I'll just stay at the ballpark. It's fine. Um, and so I'm walking through the tunnel in my street clothes and I see Josh. <laughs> And I'm like, I was like, is that Jay Hay? And, uh, you know, his nickname is Jay Hay. I'm like, is that Jay Hay? And he's like, Dylan, what's up, man? And we're talking for a bit. And he's like, you still work here? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you, what do you do? Are you in the front office or are you still shooting T-shirts? And I was like, no, I'm not <laughs> shooting T-shirts anymore. He's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm Mr. Redlegs. He's like, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Like... <laughs> After high school, you stayed in Cincinnati, like you mentioned earlier, and went to UC. What drove your decision to to stay local versus like, hey, I'm going to go to another city, like if it, you know, state school or um, or even like another state? Where did you just like Cincinnati's home and you loved it? I think it was a lot of it had to do with well, there are a couple things. One, I was kind of shy. Like I know that sounds weird saying like, oh, I wanted to be in the spotlight, but I'm like one of those <laughs> introverted extroverts that makes sense um and when i was younger i was i was kind of shy about like going to other places on my own like yeah. I, I just i don't know it didn't compute with me and now like i took a solo vacation last year and i was like this is the, <laughs> like apologies to future girlfriends or you know whatever but i'm i'm going by myself to the beach thank you yeah <laughs> um <laughs> but i think growing up yeah um it was that, but also I was a huge UC basketball fan. So okay. like I grew up during the Bob Huggins era and like Kenyon Martin was God. So yeah. like Kenyon Martin and Melvin Levitt and Tony Bobbitt and 
Steve Logan and Pete Michael and, you know, all those guys. Um, that was what I grew up on. So I just always saw myself going to UC. Really, my only other choice was Ohio University because okay. um, I, I went to UC and I graduated with a degree in electronic media. And their electronic media school is top notch. Um, and then my other one was Ohio U for journalism. Okay. Um, so, yeah, yep. those are like my two other op- two options, really. So when you're in college, that's when you started with the Reds, correct? Like at first working in the rally pack? Yeah. So uh, 2007 was my first season. Okay. Um, I was 18 uh, shortly before season started just before I turned 19. Uh, so I was 18 when I got hired by the Reds. And then, um, yeah, I did not envision myself working there as long as I did, <laughs> which is fine. Um I just, it was, it was a great time. Um, yeah, I loved it. And I thought, you know, this would be a fun thing to do through college. And then it was way longer in college, but (laughs) you know, it was great. Were you guys, so you mentioned earlier, like the t-shirts, did you, did you have like a t-shirt cannon? Oh yeah. We had multiple t-shirt cannons. Yeah. 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 That's, that's the second most uh, desired gun that I want to shoot right behind the Taco (laughs) Bell sour cream gun. That's, I've like literally applied for jobs at Taco Bell so that I could use it and it's <laughs> and never like worked out. <laughs> I, I never got hired, <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, the sour cream gun is number one, but a t-shirt cannon is definitely like number two. Cause I just think it's, it's, it's gotta be so amazing to be able to like, just load that sun, that sucker up. And like, people are losing their fucking mind for like, Oh Yeah. They have no idea what the shirt is a lot of times, right? It's like Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, it's but they want it's it. The they're thrill. like they're like, it's free and I want it. That's yeah. usually the response, you know. Absolutely. So, but I mean they get, you know we we have to go through training for all that and Oh yeah. You know, and how to shoot it and like how where, how to aim it and all that and like what pressure to set it on and like how hold how long to hold the button down and yeah. You know, because if you hold it down too long, it's going to like backfire and then it's just going to stall and you're going to be up there with a cannon that's not going to fire. So <laughs> and then and nobody wants you that. become public enemy number one. And nobody absolutely wants that. you want to talk absolutely. about stage fright. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. Honestly, that's happened it, to me. I'm like, uh, OK, I'm just going to throw it. And I just throw it. And they're like, what was that? And I'm like, OK, yeah. I got to go. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so like, again, like the rally pack is was I don't know exactly how to describe them, but like just a fun, like a fun group of energetic people that like keep the crowd amped up like throughout the game. Right. And do a bunch of other stuff. But I I mean, ultimately that's, that's your job, right. Is like to keep the fans entertained when the game isn't going on. Right. Yeah. Even when the game is going on, especially like in the later innings, if the team is winning or, you know, they're trying to mount a comeback or something like that. How many years was it before you got to do your first, like, b- before you, like, the first time that you got to be a mascot? So the first time I was a mascot, so actually before I ever worked for the Reds, I did a few events when I was 16 for the Cincinnati Mighty Ducks minor league. Oh, yeah. I yeah. was buster for a few events one summer during the off season. Okay. Um, so that was kind of where it started. Even before then. The first time I ever put on a mascot costume, I think, was in fifth grade. I was curious, George, at the book fair, just because they needed somebody to do it. <laughs> wow. So I did it. 
so I did it. Okay. Um, but that didn't like either of those really like made me go, oh, I want to be a mascot. Like I want to be a mascot performer. That's what I want to do. Right. Um, the first time I was ever a Reds mascot, I did an event as Gapper. Okay. In 2008. So I would have been 20. Um, I did, I think, a Little League parade. And after that, I went, I don't ever want to wear this costume again. Because um, <laughs> it uh, it just, like, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't see anything. It's like, it's wearing a big carpet, basically. Um, and I yeah. was just like, I, I don't want to do this. And, like, so I just was like, eh, I'm good. And then... I can't remember what caused it, but like in 2012, they were looking for some people to fill in and I just kind of was like, yeah, I'll do it. And so I, I jumped in and they had me start doing some events and then they were like, okay, like you're doing good. Like if you're around for games, you know, we need somebody, we'll give you a call. And so I started doing games and started filling in as Mr. Redlegs, as Mr. Red, as Gapper. Um, I was never rosy. I was never okay. rosy. Um, well, well, Get that out in the open right now. I was never rosy. I have never seen a man be rosy. As far as I know, there has never been a man in the rosy costume. It is always a woman. It, As far as I know, it will continue to always be a woman. That's it. That's all I'll say. End of, end um, of rosy story. We'll just, we'll just get that out there in the because I know people are thinking it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> so, yo, you started filling in at games as, like, as Mr. Red, Mr. Red Legs, Gapper, never Rosie. Yeah, <laughs> right. So I started filling in as, you know, those three characters as Mr. Red, Mr. Red Legs, and Rosie as, at events and then at games. And then um, just before the 2014 season, uh, the guy who had played Mr. Red at the time, was leaving the team. So they okay. basically were like, the job is yours if you want it. And so I, I jumped into that. I did Mr. Red for two years. And then after that, they had an opening for Mr. Red legs. And so from 2016 through 2020, um, including the COVID season, I worked those mm -hmm. games too. I was mm -hmm. Mr. Red legs. Um, okay. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people, um, that are that that become mascots that they set out to do that from a young age right so like i there's a lot of work that goes either way either way that you approach it there's a lot of work that goes into being a mascot i had um i i got to have on um one of the people who was the oregon duck um and oh, nice. he knew yeah he knew like he, he knew in like you know like middle school high school like Yep. This is what I want to do. I, I like, I want to be this. And he worked towards it. And like, it was like this weird secret order, you know? So it's interesting to hear the different ways, but there is being a mascot, like sounds like one of those things where I think to people like that aren't, <laughs> that don't really know, like, and I'm not saying it's not fun, but they're like, Oh yeah, you just like play dress up and go have fun. And it's like, no, there's a lot of work that goes into being oh, yeah. a mascot and doing it well, you know, especially at those levels and consistently. Um, like, I think yeah. that's the one thing is I get, I know people that, you know, they find out that I do this and they go, or that I used to do this. And then they go, Oh man, I would love to do that. And my immediate follow-up question is for how long? Right. <laughs> and they're like, Oh, well, yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm like, yeah. Like after a week you'd be like, eh, like yeah. doing it seven days straight. I'm like, there were times where I used to do it and I, 
I mean, I'm not exaggerating it at all. There'd be like at least 70 plus days in a row where I would be in the costume. Yeah, doing something, right? Doing like, something. Whether it was a yeah. one-hour event or it was three events in a game. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. it was it was you were in the suit and you know, that thing's heavy. So <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um one question uh that I have before I go into like specific questions about your performance as the mascot, but in general, like you mentioned being Mr. Red Gapper um, and Mr. Redlegs, is there like a hierarchy or pecking order? Is like one more desirable or is it just sort of like, sort of how does that look at, looked at from inside the organization? I would say probably it's Mr. Redlegs and Rosie are the top two and it's nothing against the other two. It's just that Rosie is extremely popular. Yep. Like I, I always say like the two questions I would get the most when I was miss when I was any mascot is, is it hot in there? And where's Rosie? Those are the two <laughs> questions I always get. So, like, Rosie is extremely popular. And as for Mr. Redlegs, he's just, so to speak, the face of the franchise. He's on, yeah, yeah. you know, the character is on the sleeve of the jersey. They have a hat with him, you know, batting practice hat with Mr. Redlegs yeah. on it. And, you know, so he's just, he's kind of, that, you know, logo is everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So he's the most prominent. Um Side question about Rosie real quick, because this could just be complete coincidence. Every time I'm at a live game, that bitch wins the <laughs> the race every time. Like, and she comes out of nowhere and does it at the very last minute. Is she like just shysty? Like what's, no, let me, does let she me, always wait. win? Well, I want to clarify first. Are we talking about the race on the video board or the live race? That the race on the video on the board. Field? Okay. No, on the video board. Yeah, we, sorry, we have, I should have clarified. Okay, <laughs> we have we have no idea what's happening in those beforehand. Okay, um, so like if they they used to have us go on the dugout and like run mm-hmm. back and forth and stuff, and then either celebrate or act defeated, and yeah. um, but we would have no idea who was going to win okay. anything like that. I think that just goes back to the the popularity factor that we were just yeah. talking about. People love Rosie. People love Rosie. So when Rosie wins. People are happy, and yeah. trust me, they're going to need that a lot this year because there's <laughs> some unhappy people out there. Ooh, absolutely! And if you don't believe us, go look on Twitter. Jesus, <laughs> um, what? That's such a wholesome place. <laughs> I know it's such a cesspool, uh, but I love it. Um, also, I should clarify: I I said that bitch like just because that's how I talk. It's a term of no, endearment. Yeah, I, I, I genuinely, yeah. lo- I know, but people listening. I love Rosie. Tr- She's great. Trust me. For what it's worth, Rosie will say it the same way as you. She'd be like, yeah, like, like if we talk about things and, you know, she's like got to be somewhere and someone, you know, she's probably like, they're thinking like, oh, that bitch needs to be somewhere. <laughs> like she, she won't care. She won't care. Okay. She's my old work wife. I'll run it by her. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no disrespect. I just... I, it blows my mind because I have seen her come out of nowhere and win that damn video board race every single time that I've been there. So, Oh, yeah. Um, one of the things that I think is cool is with Mr. Redlegs specifically, um, I've read you mentioned like that you had a lot of creative freedom to shape the character the way that yeah. you thought that it should be. How <laughs> did you juggle like that sort of like freedom with like the ambiguity to say like this is who Mr. Redlegs is and this is like how he would – act in this situation like how did you handle all of that 
pressure. <laughs> I I think it was just like kind of trying to read like you got to read the room. Okay. Because you have to talk with your body. You can't yeah. You can't talk like how you and I are talking right now. You can't, you know, use words. Um, there's no vocals involved. It's all body movement and, you know, mm-hmm. sounds and, you know, hand claps or snaps or whatever it might be. Um, so you got to that's the thing is you got to kind of learn to to be a mime, basically. Um, so that's one part of it. And you mentioned the creative freedom thing. That's, you know, I I have to credit. Nick St. Pierre for allowing me to do that. He's been the mascot coordinator for the Reds for, I don't even know how long, a long time. (laughs) Um, Used to, used to be the performer that played Gapper and also created Gapper or helped create Gapper. Um, But he, he kind of was like, you know, just kind of go with it. He's like, you can do what you want. So um, I have to credit him and then also kind of credit the guy who played Mr. Redlegs before me, Brad Barnes who he kind of brought a little bit of sass to that character. Um, and so that kind of allowed me to kind of keep doing that. And mm-hmm. I've, you know, the, the thing I always saw with Mr. Redlegs was with the mustache and the look and everything. Like he's the old timey guy, but when he, you know, when something exciting happens or he gets, you know, gets someone says something and he gives him kind of some sass back, or whatever, or just the performance aspect in general, every time it just came back to Freddie Mercury for me. That was what it came back to every single time. Wow. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go out there. What, like, starting off, I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to be Freddie. And we'll see where this goes. And people liked it. People responded well to it. So I just kept doing it. Yeah. That's interesting. That's a that's a inspiration I wouldn't have necessarily tied back yeah, to. Yeah, I mean it's it's a, it's a weird thing, but like every time I just see the mustache and like you know I just be like, yeah, I'm like I see there's Freddie, like Freddie's yeah. in there or something, there's something like that. And it's a weird thing, but I'm just like you know I'm gonna go with it because people will react to it one way or the other, and they reacted positively, so I was like, okay, cool, I'm gonna keep doing yeah. this. Um, you mentioned earlier that the suit is heavy. I think it weighs around 40 pounds, if my research is correct. And with the head on, it makes you very tall. So how did you adjust from like your day-to-day like physical movement as like a normal person to like being a giant? Like, you know, you're like the undertaker then all of a sudden, <laughs> right? Like that's very different than like you're probably day-to-day. Like how did you get – I'm sure with time it got more uh, regular, but like yeah. how – how weird was that at first? Well, I will say there were days where after wearing that suit for so many days in a row, I felt like the undertaker and the fact that I <laughs> felt like I was rising from the dead to do yeah. this. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, wearing the suit, it's kind of like he, it's an adjustment. I think uh, I haven't put that suit on now in it's been a little over a year. And I think mm-hmm. if I put it on now, I would have to readjust to it like mm-hmm. there would be that period again where i'm like okay like this is weird i have to readjust to this um mm-hmm. wearing it you, i mean if you're wearing it every day you get kind of used to it um, yeah it's kind of like you know i compare it to you know police officers that have to wear the you know the bulletproof vests every day you know and that mm-hmm. thing probably weighs 20 30 pounds um, yeah similar thing you know with the 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 full suit so 
I, I say 40 pounds because that's what it comes in on the scale at TSA. So <laughs> when I would have to check the bag, it would weigh, I'd be like, okay, please be under the, under the limit. Right. So I don't have to pay for this. And then it'd be like 40 and I'm like, okay, cool. Perfect. Great. We can proceed. Um, you know, I don't have to stuff Mr. Redleg's clown shoes in my bag and be like, <laughs> yeah, no, this is for work. I swear. Like, yeah. This isn't, you know, I'm not the shoe bomber. I promise. <laughs> uh, the giant shoe bomber. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah um with the head there's a lot of you know you, you got to kind of get used to that but then you got to wear like with the mr red light suit you got to wear um there's you know a shirt and leggings and then you got to put on the fat suit and then throw some stuff over your head so you got to throw over a neck piece and that neck piece tucks up into the head so you can't see your actual head and then you got to throw the, the chest piece on over top of that and buckle that in. And then you got to throw the red turtleneck that Mr. Redlegs has over top of that. Yeah. It's like a mock turtleneck. And you got to strap that in and then pull the neck piece through that and then pull the neck piece so it can go up under the head. And then you put the actual costume part on. Mm-hmm. And then that is one piece. So like the jersey and the pants, that's all one piece. It's like you're just wearing oh. a giant onesie, and instead wow. of going swimming in a pool, you're swimming in your own sweat. <laughs> it's really great. And and so you put all that on, and then after that, you put the shoes on, you put the head on, you strap the batting gloves on, and it's showtime. I never really knew what was going on in the game. I just kind of had to go based on crowd reaction, not just because I couldn't really see the game. I also couldn't see the scoreboard. Um mm. So I, I had no idea what the score was. Most of the time I'd have to ask, you know, the intern, like we'd get in the elevator and there's nobody in there. And I'd be like, what's the score? Yeah. Like, what inning are we in? <laughs> and that would usually be my first question when we get down into our locker room. I'd be like, what's the score? What inning are we in? What's going on? Yeah. Because um, I would have no idea. No, unless yeah. it was like, you know, okay, well, Aquino hit three home runs. We know what happened. Okay. We're right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> um. One one of the quotes that I read that um, I think you had credited this to Nick again was, um, it's somebody's first game and we have one chance to make a fan for life, which I think is an incredible way <laughs> to look at, at a job like that. Um, how did you remind yourself of that, like on those days where it's, because for people that haven't been to Cincinnati, it is humid and it's hot. Like there have been days when I've been at great American in a t-shirt and shorts and I feel like I'm having a heat stroke, you know? So like I can only imagine, but like, how do you, how do you like remind yourself of that sort of mentality? Um, when you just want to literally breathe. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Nick is the one who he would tell us that, you know, if there were days where there were days where all of us would come in and we'd be like, we'd just be gassed. It would be like, we're like, Nick, we're probably at like 30% right now. Like that's where our tank is at. We're exhausted. Like, uh, I don't know how much we can give. And he'd be like, listen, man, it's like, I know, but it's someone's first game. And we're like, okay, yeah, we've heard it before. But then, yeah. <laughs> but then like we do remind ourselves and then we have it, you know, we have it on our door as we're exiting the locker room. It is, it's somebody's first game. Oh, I love game. that. We have that. Yeah. So like, you know, you give it a tap on the, you know, it's like Notre Dame play like a champion today. And, you know, you tap on it on your way out. And, yeah. you know, try to remind yourself stuff like that, you know. Um, but I think, like, in the moment is when you get reminded the most. So, mm-hmm. like, you see that kid that's doing that 40-yard dash 
and gives you that big hug and it's like okay this is like it's this is it like it's his first game or it could be like someone who's you know like our age who's coming to their first reds game and they are like they they see mr redlegs and they're like i've seen you in the sports center commercial that was that was not me by the way i can't take that (laughs) that was not me um but they were like i've seen you in the sports center commercial or i've seen you this i've seen that seen whatever and um you know they're excited to see you and you're kind of like okay like that that's pretty cool like total stranger has no idea who i am in there Correct. yeah has no idea either like what i might be going through in my personal life or anything like that and then that happens it cheers me up so Yeah. yeah as much as an effect that the mascot characters have on fans or can have on fans. It goes both ways. Trust me. That's awesome. Fans impact our lives on a daily basis as well. And it's, and it's awesome. You uh, were in the role through the COVID season, but then hung up the mask uh, in 2021. Was that like, what made you, well, I guess, was that your decision? And like, what made you come to that, that moment where you're like, yeah, it's time. Yeah, that was that was my choice. Um, yeah, I was just kind of like I was going through some things, like things in my personal life, and you know, it led to me having to move back home for a little bit. Um, mm. Like you know, full disclosure, I had to move back home for about six months, and during that time, I was trying to you know figure out: Do I want to keep doing this? Do I want to not? And then I was just like, you know what? Like the COVID thing, and then I knew about the possibility of the lockout already. Um, Mm -hmm. I had already known about that and I just went, you know what, like I I got a job offer for where I work at now. And I was just, I I slept on it for a couple days and I asked someone I know who works there and they were like, yeah, it's a great place to work. So I just, I jumped on it and I was like, you know what, I'm not gonna, I was like, I feel like I've kind of hit my ceiling with the reds and like I've put in 14 amazing years with this organization it's time to move on. Like it's just yeah. time. And I was like, I'm like, not just because I had been there a long time, but also like there wasn't much work life balance as far yeah. as like during the summer, during the season. And so like last year was my first year where I wasn't working there. And I got to experience what having a work life balance was like. And I had never done that before. I also have a chair that I get to sit in, which is yeah. amazing. <laughs> And seriously underrated. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. No, it's, that's great. That's great. I'm, I'm glad you got to do it on your terms. You know what I mean? And, and say like, yeah, this is, uh, yeah. it's time. Um, I do want to talk about your radio uh, work too. So a few years back, you started, you mentioned this earlier, doing some part-time work on, um, on the air there in Cincinnati. Yeah. Is that... How did you, how did that come to be? Um, and like, is it something you've have wanted to do for a while? Um, yeah, I, I thought maybe it was just kind of something that I tried to do. And then, because I wanted to do sports, like I mentioned earlier, and then I yeah. just kind of let that fall by the wayside. And I was like, you know what? I don't know if I really want to go after this anymore. Like I wanted to do either play by play or be a sports reporter or something like that. And I was just like, I, I don't, I don't want to do all that. Like I, it just, it wasn't for me anymore. It just, it, it was at one point and then, and then it wasn't, um, which is fine. You know, people's interests change and it, that's okay. And, but this was probably about four years ago. Um, I was in Nashville for, uh, a DJ friends, um, bachelor party. 
Okay. And his boss, um, actually, he wasn't even his boss. He just worked worked here. He's now my boss, um, Grover Collins from B105. Oh, yeah. He said, he was like, have you ever thought about getting back into radio? I was like, I don't know, maybe. I was like, I got my job with the Reds. And he's like, well, how about when the season ends, you give me a call. and Maybe we can work something out. I went, okay. And then it yeah. got to be about August. And he actually called me and was like, hey, man, uh, the season's wrapping up. I know the Reds aren't going to the playoffs. So when the season ends, you want to come work for me? We can maybe talk it out. And I was like, all right, yeah, we can talk it out when the season ends. And we did. And he just he basically hired me on the spot. And then, um, yeah, that was three and a half years ago. So I've just kind of been working mostly weekends. And then when I was working for the Reds, I you know, like I said, the work-life balance thing, my schedule is all over the place. So yeah. if I had time, you know, during the week, if someone needed a few days off or they were going on vacation, whatever, and, you know, the after, you know, afternoon show or the, the midday show, whatever, the evening show, if they needed somebody to fill in, I was usually doing that. Um, but now okay. that I have a, you know, regular schedule and it's mostly weekends, occasionally like a holiday here and there, like Memorial Day or Labor Day, something like that. Yeah. Do you, do you find that, um, do you like that it gives you kind of the ability to be yourself versus like playing a character, like to, to develop your own persona on the air? Yeah. Um, I mean, in a way you're kind of playing a character when you're on the air too. Um, sure. You know, yeah. in a way, but it, it is more me than it is, you know, a, you know, your neighborhood friendly baseball head. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it kind of does give you that freedom. Um, you know, at least within FCC regulations. Uh, oh, of course, of course. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, it's it does give you that freedom to kind of do that, and you connect with with people in the community in a different way. You know, whereas mm -hmm. you know they, you know, with the Reds, they'd see me at the ballpark, and but you know they'd have no idea who's in that suit. Whereas, you know, I'll get calls from listeners, and they'll be like, you know, enjoy listening to you on Sundays or whatever it is, and. Like, oh, yeah. thank you very much. You know, and I, I can actually respond. It's kind of nice. Right. <laughs> you get to talk. That's right. <laughs> um, what's, so you're obviously still doing that. What do you think? I know that you mentioned earlier, as a, at least in high school and stuff, you liked being in the spotlight. Um, Work-life balance is huge, I think, for, for life in general. But, like, mm -hmm. what's next? Any, anything that you are planning or, like, you know, just enjoying the ride? I'm just kind of enjoying the ride right now. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I have a good job. I like my job where I'm at now. I like my job here at the radio station. I like having that work-life balance. And, you know, like that's the nice thing about working here part-time is um, I kind of get my fix. Whereas, yeah. you know, I, I get to do it for a few hours. I get to play radio. That's what I like to call it. I play radio. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and th that's kind of what it is because I'm doing it for a few hours. I'm not doing it, you know to try to make a living or anything like that. Um, just a little side hustle, which is nice. Um, yeah. And I, I think that also plays into the work-life balance portion of it, where yeah. as in something that's important in your life, but you don't want it to become work, and then you're like dreading it. Um, those are all my questions for the first round. Are you still good to move into the second round, the five for five round? Let's do it. Awesome. So this round is called the five for five round. It is named after the Arby's culinary deal from the 1990s, which we... Get five classic roast beef sandwiches for $5. Um, they have the meats. Which is, 
Oh, I love Arby's so much. Um, <laughs> you are the guest, so I will allow you to ask the first question, and then I'll ask mine, and then we'll just ping pong back and forth through the five. All right. Um, first one that comes to mind is, how did you become a wrestling fan, since we talked about that <laughs> earlier? Uh, because I wasn't allowed to watch it uh, as a kid. <laughs> Same. Uh, yeah. My my parents were like not having it. My cousins were into it, um, and I would watch it at their house. Um, and then it turned into like, you know, like um, if they had like tapes and stuff. Um, I was just uh, I was obsessed like from a young age. Like my um, the match that I remember watching. It's a little embarrassing, but because I was so drawn to like the storylines and the characters. Um, but the match that I remember watching, where I was like. This is the moment I'm hooked. It was the uh, Jake the Snake and Rick Martel the model blindfold match at oh WrestleMania. Because, <laughs> you know, and, you know, WWE does an ama- still to this day, an amazing job with their, like, production um, and, like, their videos and stuff like that. And, um, and so, like, to see the build, because, you know, I wasn't watching it on a normal basis or regular basis, but, like, to, to be able to see the story come together and then watch it, like, be settled in the ring, you know? I was, I was hooked, hooked. And, uh, and I just never stopped. Like, uh, in high school, we finally got cable. Uh, and so we'd watch like the Monday night wars when I was in high school and then started going to a lot of live events, way too many, spent way too much money on those, uh, (laughs) still do. Um, and then I actually worked at a wrestling company in Cincinnati, uh, in college. So it was HWA, which was in Sharonville at the time. Yeah. Um, I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, no longer around, but um, they were uh, at one point like a developmental uh, WWE developmental WCW and then WWE developmental territory. So I had Are some great notable names doing that, that were ever there. Oh yeah, yeah, like um, geez, uh, of course I'm gonna blank now. Uh, Victoria was there for quite some time. I don't know if you remember okay. her, she was a women's yeah. wrestler. Um, yeah. They sent all a lot of the cruiserweights there after they bought WCW. So like Jamie Noble. Um, yeah, like Shannon Moore, Jimmy Yang. Um, Jimmy has a company. I'm, bl- I'm blanking. Too. Yeah, they have. It, that's the thing. It's like he had a kid, and then like you know, founded his company, and so. Right. But it's yeah, it was insane. Um, it was very fun, and I got to do that for. F- I was very lucky. I got to do that for like four years, and then, um, I've just been a fan, and uh, actually. <laughs> Jared and I uh, produced a wrestling show back in February of this year in oh, Ver- nice. out in Versailles, Indiana. Um, so we were like, we're going to give this a run in this, like, you know, it's, it's near where we grew up. Um, it's a small town. Uh, it's a great venue. And um, yeah, that's, uh, we'll see, we'll see where it goes from there. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I, but I love wrestling still. It's something I just can't like, I don't know. I'm, I turn into it like a child when I'm, there you know so yeah i'll admit i did the same when i went to wrestlemania in new orleans it was the very first segment was hulk hogan coming out because he was the host quote-unquote of wrestlemania and then stone cold steve austin comes out and then the rock comes out and when the rock's music hit i lost my damn mind i was like i reverted back to my childhood again and i was just like oh my god he's like that's him that's really him (laughs) and in the ring with Steve yeah. Austin and Hulk Hogan, I was like, Correct. "What is life right now?" Um, so yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. I can totally relate to what you're saying. It's magic, and it's weird now to think like The Rock is literally like the biggest movie star in the yeah. world. You the know, most, and it's like the most oh, yeah. famous person on the planet. 
Yeah. I met him at like T-Shirt Express at Florence Mall, you know? Like, <laughs> what? That's so weird. Um, I have to find, I have a Polaroid from that. That's like before digital cameras even. So I have a Polaroid of that somewhere. I've got to find it. You need, because... to, you need to tweet that and see if he responds to it. Because I know he responds to, to people. Who will yeah. post old photos? Yeah, in. you need. You should tweet that and tag him in it, and see if he, you get a response out of it. If I can find it, I absolutely and will. Then I'm invite sure it's him at my on the podcast. House. I'm sure he has <laughs> absolutely nothing going on. Absolutely, first Carmen Electra, <laughs> then the That's Rock. Right. Ask him for Carmen no Electra's number. <laughs> yeah, he. Yeah, honestly, if anybody has Carmen Electra's number, uh, give it. It's probably Dwayne. DM it. Yeah, we're on a first name for basis. Sure. For, sure. DJ. for sure. For <laughs> sure. My first question for you is if you were a – we've talked a lot about the Reds and obviously your involvement there. If you were on the Reds as a player, what would your at-bat walk-up song be? Oh. See, I've had like a few different ones over the years. Yeah. Um, uh, before I give you a d- definite answer on that, I will say for years I've always thought it would be badass to have a closer – or the Reds, or for any team, really, come out to, since we were talking about wrestling, come out to Brock Lesnar's music. That would be awesome. Like, I always wanted to see a role as Chapman come out to that, and, like, it didn't happen. But um, I thought it would have been the coolest thing ever. For a long time, it was a song called Hysteria by Muse. Your producer, Kenny's wearing a Muse shirt right now, which yeah. is, <laughs> we were talking about that before the show, and, um, yeah, top-notch. Top-notch shirt, Kenny. And, um... <laughs> Yeah, there's a bass riff right at the very beginning, um, and like it kind of goes into a build-up. And like I don't know for a walk-up song if that's the best because you know if there's a build-up and then it's like it comes to the this huge like crashing cymbals moment and then it's like oh the song gets cut off because I'm at the plate. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like oh well, like maybe it's not the and- best, but I was like you know what that's like it gets you fired up walking to the plate, so that that'll do the yeah. trick. And that's that's the whole purpose, right? That's right. Or something where people in- could sing along. That would be kind of funny. I oh, remember yeah. I remember years ago I went to a White Sox game in Chicago and Gordon Beckham, I believe it was, his walk up song was Take On Me. Oh yeah. And it it would always cut off right at the you know, right at the very end of the chorus and the whole crowd would just sing along. <laughs> that's fun. That's really fun. In wrestling, we had like a lot of times wrestlers would want songs with like really big buildups. And obviously we were like, we were doing shows at like very small arenas because it was a small company. It wasn't like WWE. And I remember Les Thatcher who like ran the company at first when I started, um, (laughs) he would, when they would say like, oh, I want this song or whatever, they would like play it. Uh, And he always, everybody that knows Les like has a Les impression. So he would say, God damn, that's a long tunnel. (laughs) (laughs) that was his way of saying no you're not having that song right yeah it's gonna take a while for you to get up there yeah god bless less time for your second question for me um what's your favorite memory with one of the reds mascots (laughs) (laughs) so we have a really and it doesn't have to be me i don't it can be any of us We, we my wife and i have a picture i think yeah, in the picture, my wife and I have a picture from just a couple years ago where we got a picture with Mr. Redlegs, so it probably was you, and Rosie in the same picture. It was like magic. Um, and she loves Rosie, of course. Um, she actually like 
there's a little bit like physical, like she could be Rosie maybe like, but anyway, I digress. Um, but yeah, so we have a picture (laughs) for, for, (laughs) yeah, for about 15 minutes, um, (laughs) long enough to win the race and then peace out. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely the picture with both together because it was like hitting the lottery, you know, like usually you get one or like the other, I, like I said, Gapper is, I love Gapper. Um, I don't know why I've, I've always liked Gapper, but, um, and usually like I have pictures with Gapper by myself. Um, but we have one with, uh, with Mr. Redlegs and Rosie that is the best. If yeah. you send that to me, I'll be able to, if it was a few years ago, it was probably me, but yeah. Um, let me see if I can, I can dig it up. I'll say I can, I can let you know. I can always usually tell either based on how the character is standing or the batting gloves. It's usually Interesting. one of those two. That's how I can tell. Interesting. Yeah, I'll probably be able to find that one faster than I can find the rock Polaroid. So let me see what I can do. <laughs> get that over to you. Right My on. second question for you is if you could hire one person to help with your day-to-day life, would you hire a personal chef, a house cleaner, or someone to do your yard work? Oh, okay. Well, I can take out the yard work because no yard? I, have a la- I have a landlord that does that. Um, That's amazing. Yep. <laughs> I, I, live in a du- I live in a duplex, which is yeah. nice. Um, let's see. So that leaves chef or clean, probably chef. Yeah. Cause I, I, I need to stop ordering so much damn pizza, like straight <laughs> up and just like, like this might as well be a La Rosa's ad. Um, like it's, it, I'm just eating pizza like once a week and like, it's whatever, but, um, yeah, yeah. I'd probably say personal chef. Um, I don't mind cleaning my own place. Like it's fine. I, I trust me. I did enough laundry during my time with the reds that it doesn't bother me to do it <laughs> once a week at this point. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's probably true. <laughs> I think a chef would be the way to go too. Yeah. It just, it would be nice not to have to worry about that. Cause you know, like right. how many meals in a day? Like it's, it's just nonstop. I feel yeah, like it's, I mean, plus it's a personal chef, like someone else is cooking yeah. your food. I feel like whenever you cook your own food, you're always critiquing yourself way too hard when you eat it. And you're yeah. like, this tastes like garbage. And it's like someone else could make the exact same thing the exact same way. And you'd be like, this is the best thing I've ever tasted yeah. in my entire life. And so, yeah, you never know. Um, Everything but, tastes better if you don't make it or if you don't pay for it. it tastes true. better. That's, yeah. that's very true. <laughs> All right. It's time for your third question for me. So I'm really into live music. That's like one of my favorite things in the world is like going to a concert or even just like to a bar that has live music. What is the best live performance you've ever seen? Ooh. Um, we do. We have seen a lot of concerts, I think more than like <laughs> more than I would have imagined. I really like or if not the best, maybe just like the most memorable or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Some of it, I think, is that because it's like that atmosphere of being like outdoor. But I there's to me, there's like I love a good like country music summer concert. And um, one of the people that I liked (laughs) not to sound like a country music hipster, but like I liked Thomas Rhett before he was pop like super popular. So like we would see him play at like small bars and things like that. And then there was a festival that they had here in Chicago called the Lake Shake. Um that's and, a great name for a festival. Oh, yeah, it was it was it was perfect. And 
Um, I was still drinking at the time, <laughs> so that helped too. But we were just like butts to nuts with people, like <laughs> in a general admission, like big ass area. And Thomas Rhett was there and just like fucking killed it. And he went on nice. right after Travis Tritt, which, you oh, know, is another, nice. that's like a country legend. Um, so it was just, it was amazing. Um, that's the one that's the most memorable, I think. Nice. Yeah. That's a good choice. My third question for you is what is the weirdest wrong number text or phone call that you've ever gotten? <laughs> I had one come to mind immediately. Okay. <laughs> I got this tech. You know what? I'm going to pull it up. I have to pull it up because I can't, I can't do it justice unless I pull it up. So um, I love let that. me pull this up. This will just take a second after I find it. Okay. This was a few years ago. Got it. <laughs> I love that you still have it. Right here. This was in 2016. This is how long ago this was, okay? This was five and a half years ago. This was <laughs> shortly after, it was November 30th, so shortly after Thanksgiving, just because that is important. The time frame here is important. Got a text from a random number, and it just said, hey, just sending out reminders about the Jingle Balls party this weekend. Feel free to come over after eight. Lost contacts in my phone and just keeping them together. This is Carter, right? So I responded, nope, not Carter. Sorry, but I hope it's an awesome party. And I thought I'm just going to leave it at that. Like this, you know, this, whoever this is, can't, it doesn't know who, who it is. And then he says, sorry about that. It's Robbie. I have this number, but didn't have the contact. Did you go to the party last year? If you're not Carter, then you are dot, 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 question mark. <laughs> and I responded, you ever seen, do you watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I've seen a couple of episodes, but I haven't watched it. Like, I, watched uh, it, watched I, it. I responded with Shad Dynasty, which is, there's an episode and. Um, where Frank talks about this this girl he was dating like in the eighties, and her name was Shad Dynasty, and he talked about the Shad Dynasty. Her name's Shad Dynasty. I named the club after her. It was Shad Dynasty. And in the middle of the episode, everyone goes, "Dude, her name was Shady Nasty." <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I didn't hear from Robbie after that. So that was the last time I heard from Robbie. So thanks, Robbie. Um, Shad Dynasty says hello. <laughs> are you at all curious what the jingle balls balls yeah it was it was jingle balls you heard that correctly Jing jingle balls party was i mean i have an idea maybe <laughs> i mean i'm guessing it was my guess is it was probably like a college party or something and they called it jingle balls because you're in college and it's funny and you know whatever but mm. beyond that i'm okay. not sure i want if it's anything other than that i'm not sure i want to know <laughs> I think I'm good. Yeah. I'm, I'm wow. good. I don't need to see anybody's <laughs> ornaments. Thank you. Oh, my God. That's a great one. That And I love that it came to you just like that, even though it was like six years ago. Oh, yeah. It was like as soon as you said it, I was like, yep, this is it. This is it. It's amazing. I'm glad that that question made it in. Um, it's time for your fourth question for me. Um, This is just a fun 
kind of goofy, lighthearted one. And I think it kind of goes along with, you know, the fun, goofy mascotness. <laughs> what is your favorite dad joke? Oh my god! Um, <laughs> it can so be good. something like something very dad. It could be a dirty dad joke. It could be a clean dad joke. Like whatever, any yeah. of the above. So my father-in-law is like the king of really like bad just really bad dad jokes. And he literally just told us one like two days ago and I'm trying to think what it was. Okay. I am going to use this one. I'll give him, I'll give him credit for, (laughs) for this. Um, he'll say like in the morning, if, if you like, I'm thinking of like times that we're like visiting at their house or whatever, and we'll get up in the morning and like somebody's making breakfast, which would usually be like Liz's mom. He'll say smells like a bakery in here. Donut. <laughs> that's a that's yeah. Mm-hmm. It's bad, but it. I laughed. I laughed. Yeah. So yeah, it yeah. it did its job. Yeah, it works. It right? did its job. But it's like so predictable, you know. At this point, um, like we know he's gonna say it, but we still just let him have it. Um, usually we'll give him like one, and then we're like, okay, you need to s- like stop while you're ahead. Mine is. You can take this back to to him. Okay. Um, if you need some more material, um, or you can pass it off as your own. I, I don't care. I can't pass it off as my own, so it's fine. Um, why do the numbers three and five make such a great team? Mm. I don't know why. Because together they thrive. <laughs> okay, he would actually really love that. There you go. So I'm, so I'm going to take that, that back to him. him. Yeah. <laughs> My, my my fourth question for you is uh these the last two are always are a little deeper so we're, we're getting okay. deep okay what when's the last time that you cried in front of someone mm. last time I cried in front of someone uh probably when the Bengals won the AFC championship that was probably uh, last time I cried in front of someone if, if we're so being technical cry. if we're being technical um Last time no, I like cry, cried like emotional cry. Like I mean, that was emotional, but like a, a personal thing. Um, I mean, I'm I'm open about it. I you know, if something upsets me or I'm uh, you know something like that and it makes me cry, I'll cry. I'm, I'm not too proud to admit it. Um, yeah. Oh man, last time I cried in front of somebody. <laughs> Jeez. I don't know. I don't know. Um, probably sometime like like a year ago, I was going through some stuff and yeah, was kind of leaning on some friends and I just, I would let it out. So probably something like that, probably like a year ago um, or something. I, I can't remember or during therapy. One of the two. <laughs> Yeah, therapy is a... Therapy will do it. <laughs> oh, always. Yeah. yeah. And then you leave like, God, do I actually... Like, am I making progress? Like, I just feel like I leave <laughs> crying all the time. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the maybe the last time I probably cried in front of someone and it was like a... like Maybe not like a something like that where it was like a personal thing. But like I said earlier, live music is a big thing for me. And 
my first concert after everything was shut down two years ago was last July, June or July. Um, I saw Foo Fighters, my favorite band, mm-hmm. when they came to Cincinnati. And the very first song they played was Times Like These. And like everyone was sobbing because of everything that had happened over like the last year and not only that like i have a tattoo on my arm that says it's times like these you learn to live again and so and that's from that song so like all of that and i was like trying to hold it in that time i was trying and i look over and i see my friends that i came with and and they're doing and like everyone else is crying and i'm just like okay i'm just gonna let it go like it's fine i probably cried like six times during the show I'm not too, I'm not ashamed to admit it. No, no. It's, uh, it's also, um, it's hard cause crying can be like sort a little contagious like that. Like you said, you yeah. can be holding it all together, but then you see somebody else and you're like, all right, that's it. Like let her rip. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, well, here we go. Um, yeah. Yeah. But probably the last time like cried regardless of the situation was probably when the Bengals went to the AFC or won the AFC championship just because yeah. I never thought I'd see that in my lifetime. And then, yeah, it happened. Amen. Sometimes I still can't believe it. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> um, it's time for your fifth question for me. Um. Well, now I I feel like I need to come up with one and with a deep cut. Um, <laughs> I I won't do that. I'll I'll be. No, a you can. <laughs> you can go for it. Um, if I ask them, I have to be willing to answer them. I don't know why, but the scene from the movie Airplane just popped into my head. Where he's like, "You ever seen a grown man naked?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that just popped into my head, but <laughs> me either. But um, where is somewhere that you've never been to, but it's on your bucket list to go there? I have a lot of places, honestly, like we, we we didn't travel. Um, I never traveled internationally until actually, I still haven't really traveled internationally. I mean, I've been to like Mexico and Canada, but I um, I mean, that's technically international, but I've only been to Mexico once. That's the only international travel I've ever done. So I'm right there with you. And it was for the Reds. So it wasn't even (laughs) my, my choice to go. The Reds just sent me. They were like, you got your passport. And I was like, I can get one, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> wow. Um, so Australia would be the place that I would go if I had like a lot of time and a lot of money. Um, I've also never been to Hawaii, which I think would be very cool to go to. And I've, I do want to go to Europe because I think, but I, but I need to like have enough time. I'm giving you like everywhere I want to go. Um, in Europe, though, I think the thing that's interesting is like you can like hop small flights or like small train rides and be like, you know, a lot of different places within a couple hours. So, and I'm very fortunate because I work with, um, teams that are in like, you know, different markets around the world or whatever. And, um, and, uh, Europe is, is definitely top of my list. It seems so sophisticated compared to America to me. I don't know. why. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I have a friend that just went to London today. Okay. Um, he's also a big premier league fan. So, I think that's okay. why he's there. Um, yeah. But he's a big West Ham fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's why he's there. So, yeah, I don't follow the Premier League. I can watch soccer, but I couldn't tell you, like, who plays for what team or what team is in what league or, like. Yeah. I'm 
lucky if I know that FC Cincinnati has a game coming up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they weren't even there when I lived there, you know, so yeah. I haven't been to one of their games before. I usually watch soccer only on Ted Lasso. Same. So. That is a, oh man, <laughs> such a good show. Such a good show. Such a good show. That's what I was thinking of earlier when you talked about the quote. Like, I was thinking of the Believe poster. Yeah. Um, yeah, kind of the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, my fifth and final question for you is, what is the best song to describe your life right now? Let's see. To describe my life right now? Uh, Not like right this minute, but like yeah, right now. Yeah, but like <laughs> overall, like how things have been going and stuff like that, I'm sure probably yeah. is what you mean. Um Yeah looking at my recent spotify list <laughs> there's a song by a band that i really like that i had wanted to see for a long time and i finally got to see them last year in either october or november and i'm going to see them again for the second time this august at red rocks in colorado and i can't wait it's uh daniel rateliff and the night sweats and it's a song called i need never get old Okay. And that's kind of like where I am in life right now. It's kind of like I'm, I feel like I've done a lot, but I don't feel like, you know, there, there were times when I was with the Reds where, because I'd been there so long, I kind of felt like the old guy because, you know, I worked with the rally pack and we had, you know, mascot performers, whether they were full time or they filled in that for the most part, most of them were younger than me. And so I always kind of felt like the old guy. And now I'm, just I, i'm not, i don't feel that way anymore and so that song um plus that band is just they're so good um highly recommend them um yeah nathaniel rateliff and the night sweats which is just a the night sweats is a great name for a band um yeah that's a great name <laughs> yeah i need never get old is the name of the song awesome those are all the questions that i have for the second round the five for five um you okay. are you still good to do the Fast Friends Fortune Teller. I, I this would is, be a jerk if I said no. <laughs> this is this one. Uh, this is in this scenario. I'm going to ask you a couple questions that will reveal an activity. Um, in these scenario, in all of these questions, assume that you and I are in a car together on a road trip. Okay. So, we're so the doing first question, James Corden style. J- yeah, absolutely. All right. The first question is: um, I ask you to start a boy band playlist because I really like boy bands. Would you pick? Um, uh, would you pick the first song from NSYNC, One Direction, Backstreet Boys, or 98 Degrees? NSYNC. For sure. What What would be your NSYNC song? Oh, probably Bye Bye Bye. Yeah. It's epic, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Timeless classic. It's one of the best pop, probably maybe the best pop song of all time. I'll say that. I think it's probably yeah. the best pop song of all time. It's it, Yeah. Um, it's great. That's great. We stop at a gas station and we get snacks. <laughs> Out of these four snacks, would you pick corn nuts, Cheez Its, Sour Patch Kids, or Milk Duds? Uh, Cheez Its. Cheez Its. Great choice. Definitely a Cheez Its guy. Yeah. Yep. And the last is we stop in an exit a little further down the road um, and we're getting dinner through a drive through. There, would you, of these four restaurants, would you pick McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, or Arby's? See, normally I would say McDonald's, but because this is a road trip, I'm going to go with Wendy's because some junior bacon cheeseburgers on a road trip just hit the spot. Classic. Yeah. Sweet. And then we don't um, have to stop at another exit to use the gas station bathroom. So there you go. 
Yeah, we would if we had a um, Sky Rosa. Oh. Um, <laughs> Need an so emergency underneath... room for that. Absolutely. Uh, I am going to try one, though. Um, underneath Wendy's this week is the game Ask Me Anything. So I have a card game literally of the same name called Ask Me Anything. I know it's lots of questions. I'm just going to pick five cards at random, uh, and yeah. I will ask you the questions. Cool. And they literally are at random. There's a giant stack. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, some of them are really insane. Um, the first one is what is the most out of character thing you've ever done? That's Ooh. a good one. Most out of character thing I've ever done. Jeez. Um, I mean, for me, <laughs> like, like I said, you know, I went on a solo trip last year. I never thought I'd do something like that. Um, yeah, that was out of character for me because I'm, I'm just so used to being around people and being with people that I was like, you know what, I'm gonna try to do this on my own, and I did it, and I loved it. And so, like, that was that was very out of character for me to like go somewhere by myself and do something like even at at the time, you know, 33 years old to do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like for for me that was just it was i'm so used to like you know asking someone like a friend like can we go here if like i'm dating someone like let's go here let's do this and for me to go do it on my own was just like to me it was very bizarre and very weird and now i'm like i can't really picture myself wanting to do it any other way <laughs> so it's like i felt like i was missing out on something for a long time um so yeah like i i took a solo trip last year and it was it was amazing um, I love it was that. very unlike me to do that. <laughs> I know it's I weird, used to travel. No, no, no. Like, I used to travel having for like work. an eat, pray, love moment. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we all have them. Um, <laughs> I feel like I feel like um, I used to travel for work. And so a lot of times I would like be at a hotel or like eating dinner or whatever by myself. And so I, I just got like used to it. And so. Like sometimes my wife would would be like, doesn't, isn't that like weird? And I'm like, no, it's actually like, it's great to have the time to like sit and like decompress and, um, yeah. you know, like reflect on shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like I had got, I had gone to the movies by myself before and you know, whatever, but that was, yeah. The a first trip. time, like yeah. getting on a plane and being like, okay, I'm going to, you know, like <laughs> I went to Atlanta and I went to the uh, Braves game and then I went to, um, Atlantic beach, Florida and, surprised my cousin down there who I hadn't seen in a long time and sat on the beach by myself for three days mm -hmm. and it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Recommend. Yes. Um, <laughs> the second question is who is your current celebrity crush? Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I feel like it's every guy's celebrity Forever. crush is Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> um, my current celebrity crush Oh, man. I mean, I, I'll just go with the easy choice and say Alexa Bliss. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the easy choice. Uh, what is the scariest thing you've ever done for fun? <laughs> oh, man. I don't do scary um, things. I'm a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> um, scariest thing I've ever done for fun? Well, it takes out everything I ever did when I was Mr. Red Legs because I was doing it for work. So, um, scariest thing I ever did for fun. Well, I haven't been skydiving. Um, no. So, I can't say that. 
Scariest thing I ever did for fun? Oh, this this might be up there because I did this for fun and it cost me money, um, as most things do. I did a Hot Ones challenge. Oh, yeah, yeah, with yeah. With the Hot Wings. I did yeah. that. I did that on a date. I did that on a date. Um, oh, my God. With uh, Her name's Brittany. Her and I are still friends. Um, but when we first started talking, we went on some dates and we decided to do a Hot Ones date where we would eat a wing and then one of us would ask the other a question mm-hmm. and we got all the way to the end and man it was like we were like shack at the foul line at the end of that <laughs> it was just like just dripping sweat and it was like oh god and we just smelled like gross hot wing sauce and <laughs> to bomb beyond insanity and the last dab and all those insane hot sauces that tip the scoville over a million and it's like oh god yeah the uh, my i mean visits to the toilet the next day were not fun <laughs> yeah I, absolutely i was gonna say sky rosa doesn't sound so bad now yeah I mean, put a little <laughs> hot sauce on it i do put hot sauce on my pizza sometimes but not like not like that like regular right. like frank's hot sauce or something like that um yeah just to kind of spy or like on pizza rolls kind of like oh give it a little kick hell yeah yeah hell yeah yeah, pizza rolls are also really good in <laughs> if you dip them in nacho cheese. Weirdly, um, oh, they're pretty good. God, why did you yeah. have to tell me that? Don't don't try it respectfully. Um, why did you have to tell me that? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a pure like white trash thing that we used to do. Um, I, I'm here I think, for it, man. Oh, I'm yeah, I embrace that. Um, <laughs> The next question is, do you have a good relationship with your parents? I'm guessing the answer to that is yes, but... The answer to that is yes. Yes. I have a very good relationship with my parents. Yes. Um, They're amazing people. (laughs) And the last one is, do you eat for pleasure or survival? Depends. Depends on what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm... Oh, hell, I eat for pleasure. What am I talking about? I was going to say, yeah, like... I th- yeah, God. I only eat for pleasure. <laughs> I mean, if I see it and I'm like, yeah, that looks good and it tastes good, guess what? I'm going to eat it. And then if it's like, you know, there was I try to do the healthy thing and I, you know, I don't know. It's just, I always go back to ordering pizza. Like. It's so hard. Yeah. I mean, quinoa's great, but so are pepperoni. But is it? <laughs> Absolutely. So is a Sky sky Um, Rosa. Absolutely. Honestly. Just put some quinoa on the Sky Rosa. That'll make it healthy. (laughs) I'm so jealous that you guys have... uh, (laughs) Quinoa, to me, is like the devil. Um, It's just like little pellets of no taste. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, you put it in... Like, if you put it in, like, a a protein shake, then it's fine. But, like, eating it by itself... uh Oh, dude, dude. No, no, no. It, well, you got to put it in a blender, not in like, oh, a, sure. a, no, I... <laughs> like a bottle. You put it yeah, in a yeah, blender. Yeah. yeah. I'm still not doing that, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> this is the moment that we've been building to for the whole podcast. So, Dylan Moody, if Logan Cummins, in, this, in the vein of Facebook, has sent you a friend request based on the time that we spent together, would you confirm or delete the friend request? 
Well, first, I'd probably wind up waiting a week because as you and I were trying to set this up on Twitter, it took me forever to respond because I don't have <laughs> notifications turned on for any social media on my phone. But in the end, I would accept it. That's very, very kind of you. Thank you. Thank you for keeping my friend streak going. Yeah. We're like, we're doing well. We're in the 40s now. This is more friends than I've ever had in my yes. entire life. So, <laughs> well, I'm um, glad I could be included in such an illustrious group. Absolutely. Do you want to plug anything? Do you want people to follow you? Do you want to tell them where they can catch you on the radio or listen uh, if they're not in Cincinnati, like on an app or any of that stuff? Yeah. Um, so I'm on B105, Cincinnati's new country here in Cincinnati, usually on weekends. Um, my schedule kind of varies. Lately, it's been Sunday from noon to four or four to eight. Um, occasionally on Saturdays, either 10 to three or three to seven. Um, the occasional seven to midnight, who knows sometime on the weekend, you can catch me. Um, we have an app B one Oh five app on smartphones, um, or tablets, uh, B one Oh five.com. What else do I have to say? Once a, once an hour on the radio. Um, <laughs> Oh, if you have a smart speaker at home, you can say Alexa play B one Oh five or Hey Google play B one Oh five. Um, yeah. and yeah, you can listen to our station that way. Uh, if you'd like to follow me, um, pretty much across all social media channels, it's dmoody46. And um, yeah, you can see what I'm doing with my life now when I'm not a sweaty, disgusting, baseball-headed mess. Um, <laughs> I, I can't promise it's going to be anything exciting, but I, I, you know, the entertainment bug bit me a long time ago, and uh, so I try to keep things entertaining on on yeah. that sort of thing because I know it's just a snapshot of of my life like everybody else so I at least try to make it you know happy yeah it's your it's your own little place in the spotlight that's right days. that's right <laughs> uh just more more pizza pictures please yeah pizza skyrosa skyline yeah um yeah we'll we'll maybe keep the the pizza and the skyline separate in mind yeah um, yeah, I like that. I, I mean, I like, I like I like entertaining people, but I don't know if I want to gross anybody out. <laughs> nope, nope. That's a, that's something nobody I don't think needs. <laughs> no one needs that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for um, you know letting us get to know more about you, and uh, thank you for being my friend. Have a great yeah. night, man. Thanks for having me. You too. Thanks for listening to the Fast Friends podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for an all new episode. Go ahead and hit subscribe so you don't miss it. You can follow me on Twitter at Logan Cummins. And if you have a suggestion on someone that I should be friends with, go ahead and let me know at fastfriendspodcast.com.